Gussie's back on the show and home in Canada after a whirlwind trip to New York for the Bassmasters. We'll hear from our favorite Canadian bass angler next. This is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country, presented by Northland Fishing Tackle. I'm Kev Jackson. Uh, it's always fun to talk to Jeff Gussie Gustafson, who is uh, one of our favorite people, one of the uh, top bass anglers in the world, as he is part of the Bassmasters Elite Series. And uh, Gussie, you, you just got back from New York, had uh, two back-to-back tournaments. Uh, how'd it go for you? Oh, hi, guys. It went pretty good. Um, ended up, we fished at the St. Lawrence River, took uh, 12 place there and uh the following week last week we were at lake champlain and uh took a 15th there so um pretty good events uh for me uh both both tournaments actually kind of had a tough first day and so i was sort of playing catch up the rest of the time and the fishing is so good at both of those places that it's almost impossible to really catch up after if you get you know falling behind a little bit so um no, it was a good. It was a good trip. Um, made some money, and and then you know we get points based on where we finish in each event um, towards qualifying for the Bassmaster Classic next year. So as far as points go, I mean this was a, a really good trip, um, and uh, you know it was a lot of fun. Caught a lot of big smallmouths out there, and uh, it was you know just had a really good time. Okay, so tell me a little bit about uh, how many people were fishing that tournament. So our field it consists of 80, I think we started with 88 anglers at the start of the season, and, and uh, a couple are, are, are not fishing with us anymore um, for the rest of this year. One of the Japanese guys went, went back after, um, you know, when the corona stuff started happening and then uh mark menendez longtime angler from kentucky he he had some back issues in june and he's um you know sitting out the rest of the season just just to get recovered and and get fixed up but uh so there was i think there was 86 of us fishing and uh you know so uh the the goal we there are 40 events and the top four everyone fishes for two days the top 40 fish the third day and the top 10 fish the fourth in final days. So, uh, for me making it into the top 40 after two days, um, you're, you're, you know, in the top half of the field, you're getting pretty good points and you're get you're making some money. Um, so that's, that's the number one goal. And then, you know, when you have a shot at making the top 10, which I, I was fairly close to doing at both events, uh, you, you know, it's a big deal to get in there. And we had actually ESPN two was running both events mm. over the last couple of weeks live, um, all four days. So, I mean, it was a big deal for the guys that, that got on camera and, and got to, you know, be, be, be part of that and have a big, really big audience. So, um, you know, good, good for bass fishing in our sport. And, 
you know, hopefully we'll we'll be able to keep that going here. Um, you know, I don't know how that will happen after you know a, a lot of these other sports kind of get rolling again, but uh, but it's been been good deal for us. So, for you to finish in the top twenty in consecutive events, uh, that's 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 pretty impressive. Yeah, no, it it, it, it is. It's good. Um, and and for me, I mean, these were smallmouth tournaments. They're up north tournaments, so these are the ones that I have a lot higher expectations for versus if we're you know say we're fishing in Texas or Alabama or Tennessee. Um, just you know, I'm obviously very familiar with smallmouth fishing and and. Uh, I feel like I probably have a little bit more experience and advantage over some of the Southern guys. So to, to you know, come out of those events with good points and good finishes um, is is good. I'm, I'm sitting, we, we've had four events now. We've got five to go before the end of the year, and I'm sitting in 15th in points. So uh, the top 40 are going to make the classic and, uh, you know, so we're we're I'm in good shape. We got we're fishing again in a couple weeks at Lake St. Clair in Michigan. So another smallmouth event. Um, I'll be looking to have a good one there. And then the final four events are going to be down south in the fall. And and you know those are going to be a real test. It's going to be tough fishing. Um, but uh, so you know, doing well in these these up north tournaments is going to take a little bit of pressure off when i go down there you know as far as not not having to finish in the top 10 or the top 20 in order to make the classic okay well, that's the goal anyway yeah tell me a little bit about the uh, waters you were fishing how they maybe compared to what we would be fishing here in our neck of the woods so the the first event at the st lawrence river uh we were we were actually going out of clayton new york so 10 or 15 miles from the, the mouth of Lake Ontario. So we were able to fish both the river and Lake Ontario. Um, and right now, you know, probably the best place, one of the, in the top places in the world to catch big smallmouths, like truly big ones. Um, the first day of the event, Paul Mueller, who ended up finishing second, we had a seven pound, 13 ounce smallmouth, which, you know, is, is a giant. It was only a you know, ounces off the state record, mm. and to catch it this time of year when you know smallmouths probably weigh their lightest of the whole year, like right now. They're just you know they spawned a month ago. Um, they're they're fairly active, so they're just not like nearly as fat as they are in the spring or in the fall. You know, as we get later into the fall, so that's a pretty impressive. Um, obviously, Malax kicks out. You know, has the potential to kick out fish like that. Um, and you know uh, the you know all across the Great Lakes we see those those giant fish and it seems like the recipe is is zebra mussels and gobies for 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 these true giant um, smallmouths. I mean, we have phenomenal fishing up here at Lake of the Woods and in Rainy Lake, and you can catch a hundred smallmouths in a day, but you just really don't have a, a legit shot at those like five pound plus fish i'm not you know there's there's a few out there and they get caught occasionally in tournaments but you don't go out there and and catch a five pounder every weekend you know on, on a lot of these northern waters so uh that's the appeal to fishing at, at the st lawrence river um and then the second event at lake champlain that that's probably as close of a lake to to say rainy lake and lake of the woods where i'm from that we fish out on tour and on the elite series. Uh, you know, it's a big body of water, lots of islands. It has a good population of smallmouths and largemouths. And, um, you know, felt it, it, I kind of felt at home fishing, fishing there. So, 
uh, it was a lot of fun. They're, they're both, you know, excellent places to fish. And, uh, uh, for, for a lot of the anglers, I mean, we just, we just get excited every year when we get to go, go fish these big events at those types of lakes. Jeff Gussie Gustafson, my guest. We are just getting started. This is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country presented by Northland Fishing Tackle. Welcome back to Fish and Paul Bunyan Country presented by Northland Fishing Tackle. We're celebrating our 30th year. Jeff Gussie Gustafson joining me today. He barely caught his first bass when this show went on the air. We're getting caught up with his couple-week trip down to New York where he fished back-to-back Bassmasters Elite tournaments and had strong comebacks in both events. What turned the tide for you? What seemed to be the uh, trick for you? I kind of spent a lot of time fishing both offshore fishing deeper and fishing shallow at both venues. And it was just a matter of, uh, you know, function of what the weather was doing. And one thing about smallmouth is when, they, when it's sunny and nice and hot, um, you can expect to catch a lot of fish up shallow, and, and I was actually sight fishing a lot, um, fishing with a little marabou heron jig, a little ned rig, uh, those types of things. And then for fishing out deeper, it was a drop shot and uh, a tube, um, you know, the big the three-and-a-half-inch Northline impulse tube, green pumpkin. That was probably, I probably caught over 100 smallmouths on that over the last two weeks. Um, it was a good bait for me. Uh, but just mixing it up and, and just, you know, being open to fishing differently every day, just depending on the on the conditions. And that's why you sort of saw my weight for, you know, at the St. Lawrence, the first day I weighed 16 pounds, which is not, not good at that place. Um, the second day I came back and caught 23, which, and I moved way up. And, uh, you know, it just, it, it, you, you got to be able to make, make adjustments out there every day. It's a little different if you can. If you can make the right moves and the right calls, that's how you, you end up near the top of the leaderboard in these events. But the first event at the St. Lawrence River, um, there's three Canadians that fish the Elite Series, and Chris Johnston, Corey Johnston, uh, brothers from, from Southern Ontario and myself. Uh, Chris actually won the St. Lawrence event, so he became the first Canadian to win an Elite Series tournament. And... Uh, I was a little bit jealous because I wanted it to be me, but sure. I was proud of him too. He's one of my one of my pals, and uh, you know it was it was a big deal for for us and for you know for northern anglers. Um, it, it's uh, it's 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 awesome to see to see the northern anglers do well. Uh, Seth Fider from Minnesota, another guy that I that I travel with and stay with. He finished second at uh, Champlain. He was second. Um, kind of from start to finish and uh was was real close to winning winning that event too so um for our little group it was a it was definitely a good trip and uh we did well so how do all those southerners feel when a canadian wins it all uh i mean <laughs> you know we we've all been doing this long enough and 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 have sort of proven that we're competitive i think so yeah i don't know i don't think um I don't think that a lot of those guys are actually mad or or uh, or anything, but I I think they uh, they know when they when they come up to these northern lakes that that we know what we're doing and and uh, and on that body of water on Lake Ontario and the St. Lawrence River, I mean, the, Chris and Corey are 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 two of the best, and they were probably the favorites going into the tournament. So 
Um, it's not always easy to win when you're when you're the favorite and and have all that the expectations. And he had a lot of you know a lot of people following him, watching him fish, and that's an added amount of pressure. So uh, it it was it was pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, it's probably how we Minnesotans and Canadians felt when a Florida team won the Stanley Cup for the first time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, it is what it is. Um, but speaking of that, I mean, I'm, I, I don't know. I'm sure across Minnesota everybody's pretty happy that, uh, that hockey's back on. And yeah. Wild got off to a good start, so... So that's good, um, but yeah, I'm I'm excited. I'm happy that that they're playing again. I'm obviously I'm a big hockey fan, and um, it's it's good to see. You know, slowly, hopefully, we're getting some some normalcy back in our lives, and uh, we we can keep kind of going in the right direction with all that. Oh yes, please, yes please. Well, and for yeah. you um, now that you've got some downtime, um, you get to watch the hockey all day long if you want. I, I do. So, um, you know, coming back to Canada, I'm back home now. Uh, we got, I got required to quarantine for 14 days. So I'm pretty much stuck at home until I go to St. Clair in, in a couple weeks. So yeah, I'm at home. My tackle's going to be really organized. My boat's going to be, um, clean and, and, uh, everything's going to be all, all dialed in on my equipment. So, uh, you know, it is what it is. It's, it's disappointing, but just, you know, it's. I don't think uh, there's. You know, there's a lot of convenience in in most people's lives right now with everything that's going on. So you just do what you got to do. And uh, I'm 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 just like really really lucky and happy that I'm actually getting to fish. And because um, for me, I mean, if I'm not able to fish these high level tournaments, it's I'm not able to to you know make the make the money that I need to make to to pay all my bills and and you know keep stay ahead a little bit so uh it's it's awesome that Bassmaster. i mean they've had to go through a lot of hoops and um just just stuff to make sure that we're out there and get us out on the road fishing so um are you um not even able to go out and go fishing on lake of the woods right now I'm not allowed to leave my property. Really? So, wow. yeah, and I mean, I live out of town in a remote area. and I mean, I could go fishing and not run into anyone or see anybody, and it, it is, you know, it is what it is. But uh, I've got a wrap boat and truck, and I'm not really, you know, if, if I'm out there, people are going to see my, my boat and truck. So sure. it's just one of the, you know, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to. Do go do do what I got to do, and I'm like I said, I'm lucky and glad that I'm able to to actually fish right now and go do the tournament. So I'll uh, you know just be ready to go again when I can go. What changes have you seen on the tour this year? They had to make because of COVID. Well, yeah. So I mean, normally, especially out in New York, I mean, we fished a couple tournaments there last year, and I mean, we had crowds in the thousands at the weigh-ins um and they you know Bassmaster has a lot of fan engagement and uh different activities going on while our events are in town so uh there's there's none of that going on i mean we have no no spectators um are really allowed to be there um we're all wearing masks we actually had to get tested all the anglers had to get tested for COVID 19 when we got out to new york um 
And, uh, you know, so it's, yeah, again, just goes back to just a lot of things that aren't really convenient for anybody, but, but at the end of the day, just being, you know, doing what we have to do to get to fish is the number one, one thing for me. And, um, you know, hopefully, hopefully a year from now we're, we're, we're going to be able to have these events in a, in a normal, um, setting and, and be able to, you know, visit and, and see all of the fans and people that, that want to come out. This is Fishing Paul Bunyan Country presented by Northland Fishing Tackle. Jeff Gussie Gustafson frustrated with a state-imposed quarantine due to being down in the States fishing in the Bassmasters Elite Tournament. But Gussie, as you take a look at how the weather is up in your neck of the woods, if you were able to get out fishing Lake of the Woods right now, what would you be doing? What would you advise us so, you know, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm kind of a walleye guy, walleye guy up here. Uh, you know, walleye for sure. Now you can start focusing on main lake, main basin stuff, and, and that's offshore humps, um, long points, the ends of points. You know, you want to be around some sort of structure on the main lake. So generally, we're talking in that 22 to you know, 35 feet of water, probably 26 to 30 is where, you know, on the west arm of Lake of the Woods where I live, I'm going to go fish those humps. I'm going to use a, a fireball jig and a leech or a minnow um, if I was guiding. And I use a lot of plastic now. I mean, you can use a, a, a three or four inch minnow, fluke style minnow bait on a jig and catch plenty of walleyes up here. I mean, I, if I could just go out by myself, I, I don't hardly ever use meat anymore, but um, but if you want to go catch a bunch of leeches or minnows, you get a piece of night crawler, it's going to work. Bass, um, you can kind of fish however you want now. If you like to fish a little bit deeper, some of these smallmouths are going to start showing up in deeper water. But, you know, the weather's still pretty nice, pretty beautiful up here, and you can catch them on top waters. You can, um, you know, use a little green pumpkin tube and cast fish that around shallow boulders, and you're going to be able to, you know, still catch a bunch of fish, so... Fishing's good, um, you know, and, uh, we, up here, I mean, it's a, it's, it's tough on these resorts and, and fishing camps. I mean, that's a big part of our economy and, uh, it's, you know, 90, over 95% of the, the fishing visiting anglers, uh, are from the U.S. up here. So it's, it's really quiet and, um, you know, it's going to basically be a, a, a huge loss for all these all these camp owners this year and hopefully you know again this time next year we're back to people being able to come up here and go fishing and the the good i guess the upside to it is a lot of these bodies of water and lakes are are really not getting very much pressure fishing pressure this year so i think next year you know you could if you can come up to ontario on the sunset country and see us you're gonna be able to experience some pretty awesome fishing and um you know it, it is what it is yeah, I, I feel really bad for those guys. Uh, it, it's got to be a, a tough year. You know, when there was no guiding for a couple of weeks down here and all, that that was really tough for some guys. But now they're getting a lot of people that normally would be going north, and they have to stop at the border. So they're getting the, the jobs here in the States. So it's been a great year for them. But, boy, yeah. it's just, it, it just the, the ripple effect. You, you don't really realize how big an implication it's going to be until it actually happens. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's it's been tough. I mean, I've got a lot of friends up here that are, you know, 
resort owners and, and mm-hmm. mission camp owners and it's uh yeah they're tough it's just hopefully they can ride it out and uh and we'll get back to back to you know back to normal right. sooner than later and we can you know forget about all this stuff but <laughs> uh but yeah i mean until then it's just you know i just hope everyone can kind of do what they need to do to to keep other people safe and um and that's, you know, about what, all we can do to try and beat this, you know. Yeah. Quick check on hockey. Who's your team? Uh, I'm a, I'm a, I've loved the Pittsburgh Penguins since I was a little kid. I was mm-hmm. a big Mariola View fan. So Pittsburgh's kind of my team. And then um, Winnipeg Jets, too, they're just because they're close close to home. Um, Wild would probably be my third third pick. So um, those are the teams I'm kind of kind of cheering for. Okay, and and what does your uh, great hockey mind say as far as who's going to win it all? Oh man, I I don't know. Uh, Pittsburgh lost to Montreal their first game, came back and won uh, the second game. So I mean, it's uh, they and they got a lot of experience there. So I'm kind of optimistic. I'd be riding them, um, but I mean, there's there's some there's some good teams. It's it's just it's hard to call right now because it's. It, this isn't really normal for anybody. And <laughs> I don't think, you know, what happened six months ago in the regular season is really going to be all that relevant now. Um, so it's, it's going to be fun to watch, I think, because there's going to be some upsets and surprises. And, uh, you know, the, the, the hockey's been pretty fun to watch so far. It's been, you know, there's already some, a few games into it, and there's some, some, uh, some real hatred forming with some of these teams. And uh, there's been some nice goals scored. So it's, you know, again, just something something to help get us through the the day and take our mind off uh, off of you know maybe what we're not able to do right now. Yeah, but I, the 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 wild got to quit playing at ten o'clock at night. That's killing me, man. <laughs> yeah, they need to games for sure. For all right, sure. hey, if they get if they get past a couple rounds, they they start to have more of the seven o'clock games. I think so right the, the, the farther you go. So when are you heading out again? Uh, we go again in two weeks. Uh, we're going to be at Lake St. Clair. So, you know, if you, if you enjoy bass fishing, um, Bassmaster does a really good job of, of covering the events live, you know, as they're going on. And you can watch all the live coverage you want through the events. And uh, it's, yeah, it's Lake St. Clair is another, you know, top-notch uh, smallmouth fishery. So it's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun. All right, good friend Jeff Gussie Gustafson uh, checking in on uh, Bassmaster, hockey, uh, COVID, uh, a whole bunch of things. Hey, Jeff, we appreciate your time today, and good luck next time you're out there in the Bassmasters. All right, good fishing, everybody, and, uh, yeah, thanks for having me, Kevin. Call it Duty Modern Warfare is here, and so is Mountain Dew. Roger that. Now you can unlock in-game rewards like only Dew can. Wait. What rewards? A dual operator skin. Man, I love operator skins. Dual double XP, and even Call of Duty points. You're kidding me. Double XP and Call of Duty points? This is incredible. I can't believe it. Soldier, get a hold of yourself. Oh, roger that. Look for specially marked packaging and visit mtndugaming.com for details and restrictions. Open to U.S. residents 17 plus. Call of Duty points available on 12 and 24 packs and free 20 and 23.